Hey everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Hey, my friend. I hope this episode finds you well. I am not in a quiet spot. I have my three children. My husband is out of town, so it's probably not going to be quiet. If you hear background noise, I'm so sorry, but I do feel like I am to share something with you. This morning, I was getting ready for church and praying and just you know, Sunday morning. Sunday mornings are just so nice. You know, you got the right music going. My kids were all in a good mood. And I was just loving on the Lord and just worshiping and talking to Him, just talking to Him. Nothing crazy, but this scripture and this thought, He dropped in my spirit. And I just want to share it with you. I am just bubbling over to share it with somebody. So here you are, and I have a moment. So we're actually going to read read the same story from two accounts, Matthew's and Mark's. It's very short in both accounts, four verses, but there's so much there. And God just challenged me this morning and just anyway, so uh, I want to share it with you. We're going to read Matthew 8, 1 through 4 first. And it says this, I'm just reading KJV. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, Jesus. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. Verse 3. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, don't tell anybody, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And so I'm going to read this version and talk to you about what God pointed out to me, and then I'll read the other version and talk about something different that's here. It's so cool how we get to see the same stories from different points of view sometimes. He's a leper. You know, he worshiped God and God healed him. God cleansed him. But verse four is just so powerful to me. It says, And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, tell nobody, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and then offer the gift that's commanded by the law for a testimony unto them. Here we see that this man's been cleansed. God has touched him and he would no longer be identifiable as a leper. The only thing that would tell on him about the miraculous way that God changed his life was that he would go and give a gift to the priest as a testimony. The gift, the sacrifice. It was a sacrifice. That's what Moses had commanded. I I read it earlier this morning to see what was this sacrifice? What was it that the law commanded of a leper that was cleansed, that was made whole? to go and give the priest. What were they to offer up? And it was, I don't have the verses in front of me, but I did look it up and it was, they were to get two live birds. And, but but the main thing is one would be killed. One bird would be killed and the other bird would be set free. But that's not my point today. (laughs) My point is the gift, the sacrifice that Moses commanded. That's the whole point of this is it was, it was so specific 
and detailed and lengthy in this sacrifice when it would be given. It was known exactly what it was for. The problem that they had previously had was identified by the the sacrifice that was given. When that sacrifice was given, it was known, okay, they were a leper and they were cleansed, you know. And so my thought today was, and this is what God just put on my heart this morning, is is my sacrifice of praise, what I offer in service today, what I bring with me to offer to God today, is it extravagant enough? (laughs) Is it specific enough to be a testimony? To be a testimony for what Jesus has reached down and healed in me? Is it specific enough for all of the mess that he has delivered me from? The sin and the hurt and all of it. And for you, what you typically bring to Jesus in a service. What you bring service after service. Is it a visible testimony of what Jesus has done in your life? So this morning I I thought back. I thought back through my life, and maybe it would be good for you to think back through your life too. Look back on all that God has done, all that God has blessed, all that God has healed, all that God has delivered you from, or maybe all that He has kept you from that's just as powerful. And the next time you have the opportunity, both in private and in public, let your sacrifice of praise, let it be just this outrageous, extravagant praise. That would match your deliverance. That would match the healing you've received. That tells of your miracle as a testimony of His goodness, of His power, of His love in your life. So that's where I was today. And I found myself lacking. I found that what I typically give, because we get in these routines and this what we're used to and what's comfortable and what's easy and we sit back and maybe we lift our hands and maybe we sing the songs and but maybe it's not enough in comparison that all God has done and maybe today I still didn't give enough but oh I tried I tried to make just this concerted effort of God I'm gonna give you more because you're worthy I'm gonna give you more because I want it to be known that you have been so good to me and so gracious to me and that You have brought me out of so much, and I could list it, but it's not even necessary. It's not necessary to list it today, but God has done just these, the craziest things in my life, and He has blessed my life, and He has brought me to places that I would have never even dreamed. He's healed places in my spirit that I thought I would just be wounded forever, that I thought I would just be hurt forever. And so today I I said, God, I'm going to just do my best to bring you a praise that would be a testimony of your goodness, a testimony of your grace toward me. Let's go to Mark's version, though, because there's another part to this. There's two things that a great miracle or a great healing or a great deliverance will do. One, it will compel us to worship Him. It will push us to worship Him, to give it a sacrifice that would show what He's done. But also this, the other version, Mark's version of the same story, Mark 1, verses 40 through 45. It's not long. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him. Another version of this says imploring him. Uh, And it says, and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. 
in that first verse, I didn't realize it earlier, but I realized it as I just pulled it up and it says he he came to him and he he asked him and and he was kneeling down before him. What is that posture? It's the same posture that we have just exhausted in these episodes because it is just all through the word. There is a place you can go. There's a place in humility in both your spirit and in your body that you can go. You can kneel down before the Lord and bring your need. And it's this act of bowing low and recognizing who he is, that he is the king of kings and that he's able to do anything and bringing your need in that fashion. You're probably sick of hearing it, (laughs) but he bowed low and, and I just had to point that out. I could not help it. That beseech or imploring here that the man did while he kneeled down, it's to make a desperate plea or a desperate appeal. He's saying, hey, I have a need and I'm bowing low. And if you'll do it, God, I know that you can. I know that you can. I don't know that you will. That's how he felt. Verse 41, and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And leprosy was contagious, very, very contagious. And they didn't want to be the typical people, <laughs> didn't want to be near someone with leprosy. They would, they would be sent away from their families. They would be lonely they would be in isolation and and they would you know they could get together but they couldn't get with everyone else and so no one was just willingly touching a leper no one was just going out of their way to pray for a leper or to get close to a leper but Jesus wasn't scared of his infirmity and Jesus isn't scared of yours whatever you've got it might look big it might look horrible it might look just hopeless that's how leprosy was in that time hopeless But it's not hopeless when Jesus is involved. And this man, I mean, he had the faith to just go and ask. He had the guts to go and ask. And sometimes that's all it takes if we will just go and bring our need to him in that way. Jesus says, I will be thou clean. That was verse in the verse 41. And then it goes to verse 42. And as soon as he had spoken, as soon as Jesus had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. Verse 43. And he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away. And that was in the other version. Verse 44. This was the other version too. It says, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for the cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. All that's in the other version. But then it goes to verse 45. And this is what I want to just point out to you really quick. This man has been healed. This man has received a miracle, an instant miracle from bowing low and bringing his need in humility and in faith. God, if you want to, I know you'll do it. I know you're able, basically. If you want to, I know you're able. If you're willing, I know that you can. Jesus gives the miracle and tells him, don't tell anybody. (laughs) And here's like... One out of two times that I think it's okay to be disobedient. (laughs) The man went out. The man went out and began to publish it much. This is verse 45. But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter. 
blaze like a fire. He just spread it. He told everyone he could. And I'm going to continue the verse in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. The man's testimony was so great. The miracle was so great. What had happened to him was so great that he could not. He, he probably wanted to be obedient. He just couldn't help himself. It was like that fire to blaze it abroad. He spread it everywhere he went. Everyone he talked to, he told them of what Jesus had done. And it was so many people that because of this man's miracle, because of this man's experience, that would come to Jesus and come searching him out. They would search for him, that he couldn't even enter in the city openly anymore. But Jesus had to stay in desert places, in faraway places, in distant places, and people still came. From every quarter, every direction, people came to see Jesus because of this man's testimony and his willingness to share it. So inside and outside of our church building, we should let our life speak. For this man inside, it was letting his his sacrifice be a testimony of what God had done for him. But outside, he spoke that same testimony To people who had needs too. Whether you believe it or not, everywhere that you go, every person that you see has a desperate need. The most desperate of all their needs is that they need the Holy Ghost if they don't already have it. That they need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And beyond that, they have other needs. And sometimes that's how God reaches people is they have a need. They come to Him with their need. He fills the need, but He also fills their spirit. And prompts them to a baptistry where they will get his name, his blood applied on their life. This willingness comes from remembering. For this man, it had just happened. He didn't need remembering. It just happened. He was living in the middle of it. But for some of us, the willingness to go tell what he's done for us might take some remembering. Maybe it's been a while since you had a desperate need. Mama. You hear my helper? <laughs> Mama. Mama. We have to remember what he's done for us. And that's not by remaining in the past, but it's emphasizing the good part. Telling the good. The good part is the role that Jesus has played in our life. So when we tell our story, when we tell what God's done, we don't always have to tell all the details. Maybe sometimes you will. Maybe sometimes someone needs the details. They need to see the scars, right? But sometimes it's focusing on the star of the story. It's focusing on what Jesus did rather than all that I was. And when we do, when we start telling our story and telling about our Jesus and blazing it abroad, it will be so that people will come to him from every direction. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that part of the purpose of of the church that everyone in your city would know the God of your church and everyone in your city would flock to your church. And that happens by witnessing episode two. I think it was two. It was called go and tell. And we talked about witnessing and the power that we have in receiving the Holy ghost and the power we have in, in when we have great deliverance, this man here too had a great miracle that he received. And because of it, 
there was a harvest. Because of it, there was such a harvest and another wave of miracles that would happen because people would go and find Jesus for themselves. That's the point of a testimony is we tell it and we tell someone, hey, you can have this too. Whatever you need, you can have it too. So I'm done. I hope that wasn't too long today and I hope that you were able to listen and uh, hear me past my little helpers and my sweet baby. So thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.